Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? The fourth attempt for the intro of the All Things Bengals podcast. A bonus episode recording to you. Oh, my God. You know what? We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it. Guys, me and Drake have tried to record our intro. This is the fourth attempt. Fuck it. We're keeping it. Welcome back for a Sunday night episode. Bonus episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Um, Steelers and Raiders are playing right now. So me and Drake were like, you know what? It's got to be a perfect time to record. That game's probably going to be like nine to six Steelers. Um, so boring as fuck. And uh, we, we're going to talk about some shit that's more entertaining. Drake, how you doing, bro? Doing good, bro. We're, uh, I think the Bengals actually just posted it. We are recording this episode officially 24 hours away from the third game of the season. We're going to be taking on the L.A. Rams in the all-white Bengal uniforms. I mean, th- this has to be the most important week three game I've ever seen. Like, since 2017, Ken Zampezi with a historically bad start for the Bengals. Like, on since then, this is by far the most important week three game, bro. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it. it's not look good, honestly, you know, these first two weeks. And you hope that we can get something figured out this week with our offense – uh, regardless of the situation, I mean, you look at teams, and we're not going to get into the games and talks, but look at teams like the Dolphins, uh, Justin Jefferson going off yet again. Just all these guys that you expect, right, to do their thing, and they're doing their thing, and yet we're still seeing Jamar. T, T had a bounce-back week last week, you know, same with Tyler Boyd, but we got to be able to get Jamar involved in this game this week, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a big one tomorrow night. We got the double header. I think the the Eagles come on before the Bengals at seven fifteen, and then the Bengals will come on an hour later. So, yeah, man. Yep, it's gonna be a fun night of football. Um, definitely some premier teams uh, preseason. We would have been looking like, oh, well, one of those teams in the first matchup and one of those teams in the second matchup are certainly gonna be playing in the Super Bowl, right? Well. It's- you know, the seed shaking up for sure. Um, the Bengals, obviously, we're looking for our first fucking win, man. And uh, we're recording this bonus episode because we had a couple interesting updates. Um, obviously, this is going to be a Joe Burrow episode. And another quarterback. Another quarterback. Interesting name. A famous name. The most exciting. Uh, we said this three weeks ago about Will Greer. Definitely more exciting. Never seen a more exciting practice squad signed quarterback in Bengals history. Yeah, I agree. I'll let you take it over first. I'll come in after you. Talk about the the signing, man. The legend, A.J. McCarron, um, nearly pulling the Bengals out of the playoff drought in 2015 with the legendary touchdown pass to A.J. Green. Not going to get in the very end of how that game transpired, but nonetheless, a great young career that A.J. McCarron had here, man. Then um, he decided to take the route to the XFL. I think, what, he won MVP? Like, Yeah, I mean, he was balling out. I was watching the highlights. I was watching the highlights uh, yesterday. Balling, bro. Like, what's crazy is, like, it when you look at it in the full scope of his career, to see a player that, like, left for seven seasons or six seasons, then comes back. It don't sound too crazy. It's like that's happened before in the league. But to go to a different league, then to come back to the same team where it started, I don't know, bro. It just feels surreal to me. Like, 
it's shocking. And I get it. He's he's probably not going to even be active tomorrow, right? Like, no. I mean, the only way, right? The only way I can see that happen is if somehow. And I don't know. I, I know that Jordan Schultz just came out with the report that Joe Burrow is going to go through a workout in the morning to kind of see if he can go. So I think that's going to be a decision that they probably come up with fairly early, right? You know, is Joe Burrow going to play? Because depending on the timeage and, and how they can elevate guys from practice squad, if Burrow is not playing tomorrow, AJ McCarron definitely will be elevated for this game. Do I think he will play? No, but yeah, man. But that's a big problem because, like, Reedson, this is crazy. Like, I don't even want to go down the rabbit hole. So they still have Reed. They still have Reed technically, right? Bro, like, do you trust Reed Sinet, who was here for fucking two weeks? Right. Bro, he was signed of August, bro. Like, if I'm pretty sure. That was, yeah, wait a second. Wait a second. When was Reed Sinet signed? Because Reed Sinet was signed after Joe Burrow was injured. Well, didn't he get, didn't he get cut and shit? Basically, like practically, yeah. then they brought him back. Cause he, I, I guess he was saying he does uh, real estate and stuff on the side. And the Bengals gave him a call like, hey, we want you to come in. <laughs> I mean, look, bro, like, it was Joe Burrow, Trevor Simeon, Jake Brown in the start of the year. And, like, I would like to look up what exact day Reed Sinet came on. But you talking, that was not even three weeks of him with the team. So, as we talk about the A.J. McCarron situation on how he could see the field, it we want to refrain from that because we don't want to prophesy Joe not playing. Right. kind of weird because I'm like, in, uh, we'll just go out and say it for the reality of it. If Joe does not suit up tomorrow, AJ has to dress, bro. He has to. Yeah. Like, you can't even trust QB2. Exactly. That's wild. It, it's definitely a situation you don't want to be put in, right? And I, I think at this point, maybe it's opened the eyes to the Bengals. I don't know. I know AJ McCarron has not played a snap since 2020 in the NFL. So... I get the the fairy tale story, right, of AJ McCarron. It's awesome that he's back. I think it's cool because how, how would it feel to you know get a guy like that a ring? That'd be awesome. But at the same time, man, we have to really tamper our expectations uh, with these guys because at some point, right, if the Bengals have to reevaluate and look, because at this point, I don't think it looks good. Um, maybe you consider, right, going after a guy, looking out at a guy like Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan, just in the fact that this backup quarterback position doesn't look good. Unless, I, I tweeted this out, unless Brock uh, Brock Purdy resurrects out of Jake Browning in the off chance he's the starter tomorrow, I'm just not confident, bro. I'm not well, confident. Like, Here's the big thing in the harsh reality, bro. What is Brock Purdy? Is Brock right. Purdy? Really an incredible quarterback, or is he a product of a phenomenal top right. Shanahan system? What is the full scrutiny of this machine that our offense is right now? It's limited by the play callers. Yep. Kyle Shanahan elevates his quarterbacks to execute the prestigious fucking scheme that he has with his offense. Like, so 
I hate to say it, it's just completely unrealistic to consider Jake Browning. And I know you're not saying he's going to be that. You hope for that. But I would just, if anybody would ever, like, see that, be like, oh, maybe he could. No, he won't. Right. Like, but, um, look, dude, let, let's go to the big stuff. You know, with this conglomerate of AJ McCarron, how he gets on the field, it would come from the biggest news of the night and for the future until proven otherwise of Joe Burrow being out. Some people talk about Joe Burrow going to IR. For me personally, I absolutely don't see it happening. No. Like, why? Why would he have to? Right. Like, I think that'd be a more effective question. Why, if he is truly good in three weeks, like, why would you want him to miss another game? And also, here's here's a bigger question or bigger point. Joe Burrow sat out for almost, uh, what was it, 40 days, 35 days, 40 days till a game in, in real practice after this calf injury. And he still tweaked it the second game in. Right. Yeah. I, I, Bro, but what if he was out for another month just to come back to the same problem? That's what I'm saying, man. We talked about this in the last episode, and I don't think people are weighing that option. It, maybe it doesn't make sense to some people, you know, because people think, oh, you know, just let it rest. It'll be fine. But it's the guy that already sat out, like you just said, 40 days. He let it rest. What if you come into this situation again? And I think it's a situation that sucks, but it might be one where he has to deal with it during the year, you know? And and you gotta you gotta hope for the best. You gotta hope that, you know, the pass protection can can stay up. And you gotta hope that maybe one day Joe Bro just come out, throw a light, four hundred, four touchdowns, and, and everything else will be resolved. But yeah, man, I, I I think it it's stupid, the IR thing. I get it, but, like, it would have to mean that it's serious. You know what I mean? Like, IR would have to mean that it's super serious just for the fact that he's been at practice this week. He's been limited and stuff like that. Plus, the Bengals didn't even feel the worth, right, to have a guy like Will Greer on their roster because yeah. they didn't have room. That was actually said by, I believe, Brian Callahan. Don't quote me on that. But, it, I mean, it was said that, you know, they, they didn't have room for Will Greer on the roster. So that shows you in uh, Yemen. Exactly. No, that, that's exactly right, bro. And and the point is perfect. That's exactly how it should be. For everybody listening, it's like you think of it logically with what we just broke down. Like, say if in this hypothetical scenario, how horrible would it be if you did take the – perceivably smart route and put Joe on IR, let him rest again. And you come back and say, um, say Joe misses tomorrow's game in a hypothetical scenario. Then you put him on IR, misses another four games. So five games, um, seven and say you're two and five. Exactly. And, and just for him to come back two weeks later, you're three and five and he gets injured again. Like how shitty would that be? So your point, bro, exactly what you said is what it is. He just has to fight through it. And here's what gives me some confidence. Um, fuck, man. I, I feel shitty. You keep forgetting this doctor's name. I brought her up the second time. Brought her up the last episode. Brought her up this time again. She was talking about with the grade one calf strain, it's highly, highly unlikely that it's actually going to get worse. It's just that it keeps getting agitated. Right. So it's that it keeps getting agitated is the biggest problem. 
So it, it is truly a battle through it type scenario. And I told him, I told, I, I said on the podcast, they need, they need to get Joe Burrow in contact with Deshaun Watson's masseuses because, you know, it, it, it might help out. <laughs> Look, bro, whatever the fuck it takes, you know, leave, leave the <laughs> charges behind, you know, that, that's what she was saying. Continuous nurturing on that calf the most effective way possible, which she talked about looking like um, massages, icing at the adequate, you know, amount per day, uh, put them in some uh, calf sleeves, compression movement uh, machines that they have, you know, like these players sit in those fucking leg things, like things like that. Keep the muscle active in the most efficient way possible with moving it. Because like, if you just keep it cold, we saw what that looked like already. So it, it is a thing to just fight through, man. And obviously a thing we mentioned, bring up as it's so concerning, Aaron Rodgers had it in 2020 and he led the Packers to 13-3 in the NFC Championship. He he injured his calf early in the season. All right? And some people say the KD thing, KD strained his calf and blah, 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 blah. Look, man, anything can fucking happen, all right? It's a risk every single fucking day. Yeah. But we have a ton of options right now. So, and I'm glad the Bengals are not just taking the, like we talked about, presumably smart route to put them on IR. Because look, dude, like, shit can get real fucking ugly. Yeah. This record continues to fall. I agree. And- like, like, I, like I told you, man, and we, we talked about it in text message. Um, I, I, I'm not going to act like, oh, I don't have no hope of the season's over because it's week fucking two, right? Um, you know, and jo- Joe's probably, the t- like I said, probably one of the toughest guys, if not the toughest mentally in this game. And for him to come out here and win, I think that that's a big, big thing for him, you know, and, and hopefully he can go through these workouts tomorrow and, uh, and really figure it out because it, it just might be, a week-to-week thing, you know? It, it might be about just re-aggravating it and just, it might just piss him off, you know what I mean? Just just piss, piss me off like shit. I, I re-aggravated it, but at the same time, I, I, I agree with you. I'm glad they didn't take the, the old, all right, we're just going to put him on IR because if the Bengals put him on IR, right, he's out for four games. The Bengals go into the bye week potentially one in five or oh and six do you even want to risk that you know coming out like you know what i mean against two powerhouse teams right out of the bye and you've already de- you know decided oh let, let's give him another month off well what if he re-aggravates it again and what if it is worse you know what i mean you're sitting at oh and six at that point or one in five and not to say that that's going to happen at all because this team is just really good but without nine out there it's harder to win games unless you have a backup like Gardner Minshew who can come in and, and you you have confidence in a guy like that. And maybe it's because I haven't seen Jake Browning with this first team, but I, at least of right now, I think we all should be, be kind of worried if that's the situation we're in because I don't know, man. Backup quarterback position, I know we talked about it all offseason and I was hoping that Trevor Simeon – could have been that guy, right? But it's like, 
it doesn't it doesn't mean that much in the in the moment right when you when you think about like okay joe burrow is this guy and that's going to be our quarterback but hopefully and maybe this this gives them some reevaluation going forward that damn maybe we have to invest into the backup quarterback market yeah bro no you're exactly right it's like going forward what does that backup quarterback situation look like and um yeah, we, we definitely hope it's better than what we got right now, you know. So, look, man, what we cannot uh, shy away from and forget about as we continuously talk about because we always need the reminding because it's so easy for us fans to operate in fear and emotionality as fans, especially when it comes to this guy with this team in this situation. Look, it has gotten more op. Um, optimistic every single fucking day. What did we hear this morning, Drake? That did that did not get enough coverage. Joe Burrow took first team reps. Yeah, Big Brown in case because let me tell you something right now, bro. Like you know what? Maybe Jake Browning probably did take some first team reps. I won't say he didn't take any, but like if if the Bengals were confident that eh, you know what, we really didn't like what we saw from Joe yesterday. It just doesn't seem like it's a go. Let's go ahead and just give it up and give Jake Brown in the first team reps all day. They right. didn't. That's a sign. So yeah. as we talked about, again, every single day, Joe Burrow practiced. He was a limited um, on Friday and Saturday. So he's continued to get this work in. And today to get those first team reps and walkthroughs is huge. Like Joe said, time heals, you know, and you got a long week this week. Uh, you come in to a situation now, Monday Night Football, where you get a little more time to heal. Um, and, and hopefully, right, <laughs> I feel like me and you have, have beleaguered the point the last two weeks. Feed fucking Joe Mixon. This should be the, the week primed where, where they have to they have to get the running backs involved, right? They have to establish that run game because – it's going to help out everything on that offense, man. It's going to take a lot of pressure off Joe's shoulders, and it's going to allow him to really rehab that calf. You know what I mean? He's not going to, he's not going to have to, to stress on it as much if you get that run yep. game going and, and you can chew that clock. I think that's going to be yep. a, a big thing in this game when you look at how the Rams have played right so like I said, man, you know that that running offense. Or sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up now. <laughs> All right, so yeah, man, you know the the running game is gonna be big in this game uh, for Joe Burrow. You know to help him out. But you look at the way the Rams have operated their offense the last two games. They've been pass heavy, right? They've been pass, you know, dependent on guys like Puka Nakua in in, in that wide receiver room. I think that the Bengals, if anything, have been really good past defense in recent years so that's going to be something where i think lou is going to have to have trust in his guys you know trust in his secondary this week and they have to establish that run game because if they can chew the clock they can win this game man dude it, it starts with and how it works. um I, as we have just talked so much on what the run game should look like and what it has looked like in the first two weeks and the disappointment of that. If there's ever a time for us fans to be more desperate for Zach's clogged fucking earwax filled ears to not listen and to do it right this week, it's the best thing ever. 
please, dude, just focus on establishing the run game. And look, I think we can expect it Rams to stack the box. Yeah. Will, of course, you can. Here's what's great. Here's a lot of fans forget about Drake. It's like we still got stars. Like, I get it. Joe Burrow runs this machine, but. Like, I'm not even saying this out of emotionality, but reality, like, we ain't the Chiefs, bro. Like, we got monsters outside of Joe Burrow. We got the best receiver in football. We got a top eight, the second, uh, the best receiver two in football. We got arguably the best receiver three in football. We've got to have the best receiver three in football. Like, we still got dogs. So, they can stack the box all they want. Look, bro, the Rams have 14 rookies starting this year. 14. This is a unit that is well-coached. We all know that. We've seen it transpire to the maximum degree. It is a well-coached unit with a lot of new faces that have exceeded expectations. we got to give them credit for that as Bengals fans because that's what we've been navigating through the past couple years. We've seen our defense exceed expectations because it's so well-coached with good players, of course. You guys know what I mean. So we can't completely underestimate this Rams defense and this offense, but you got that many young new faces there against our veteran guys, they should really be able to pick up the slack as much as they can if in case of Joe Burrow, presumably not 100% or possibly not playing. Yeah, that's that's the only that's the only way, right? They got it. It starts and it ends with the run game this week. I think the Bengals can can stay stout against a guy like Kyron Williams. Um, that, that running back room is it's kind of shaky. You know, they, they had their all in on Cam Akers and didn't work out. So now you have to you have to kind of take advantage of that and you have to play good against the run this week. You know, you're not facing a, a mobile quarterback, which I think the Bengals have had a lot of success against guys that primarily have to stay in the pocket, right, to get things done. And hopefully, hopefully th- this is going to be a big game for the Bengals defense. Let me just say that. No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, look, w- one of the last, probably the last topic we'll get into uh, before we go ahead and head out of here um, and to watch this Steelers victory, probably nine to six, like I said earlier, against the Raiders. Um, w- what can we expect from tomorrow's night's game? I- I'll run through some points real quick and we can maybe elaborate a bit more. So, like you said, run game, it starts, consists, and finishes with establishing it. The defense to pick it up and to play the best game of their fucking life. Look, bro, like, with all the fog right now that's overcasting this stadium, this city, with what the Joe Burrow status is for tomorrow night, this game still means a lot to every single fucking player that was here in 21. We all know that, guys. Like I said, it's so easy to get completely encapsulated with Joe, but this game means something to everybody. Yeah. All right? So... Like, I'm really interested to see what transpires from this game tomorrow night. Of course, everything on the responsible side, but the highly, highly, highly emotional side. So you got to see the best you can from this defense. And with this offense, what this Rams offense presents to you is they love running that play action. And Matt uh, Matt Stafford, like you said, bro, <laughs> he's, dude, Matt Stafford's been a dude, all right? Yeah. We all have known this. He looks fucking great. Bro, he is slinging that rock. They are scheming Puka Nakua, as we talked about earlier this week, at an historically high rate. Historically high. 
they are willing to ship that rock all over the fucking field. So, like you said, bro, this secondary is fully equipped to face a quality passing unit, a pass catching unit, like yeah. nothing to slouch at at all. Because obviously, what we've been saying about Puka Nakua, he's still a fifth round pig. Tutu Atwell was still a fourth round pig or second round, whatever. A guy that hasn't been able to get healthy, but finally gotten healthy this year in his third season, a Van Jefferson. That's a fine receiver, not a great receiver. Like, in like, Tyler, I, good, but are these guys you're staying up all night over? No. Right. And I this mean, is a fucking secondary. Yeah, I agree with you. And and would you say Matt Stafford is going to sling the ball around? So that means you're going to have a lot of opportunities to create turnovers. And a guy like Dax Hill, who's a ball hawk. Um, Nick Scott playing against his former team on uh, these corners, man. I, I want to see one of these corners get a pick. It feels like it's been too long. <laughs> have, have they gotten one this year? No, no, just Dax. Oh my God, bro. I cannot believe it took 14 games last year for a corner to get a pick. Like that yeah. shit. Was, yeah. That was historically bad. Like we almost, we literally almost set a record. Like it's actually pretty crazy. Like I remember hearing, um, Jay Morrison, crazy stats, as he always has. I think the since the NFL merger, there were three teams, the top three teams in NFL history to go the longest amount of games without a pick was the 2018 Bengals, or cornerbacks-wise, uh, and then the 2019 Saints, which is weird. And then, of course, last year's Bengals. Um, but, yeah, bro, you hope to see that tomorrow. And some other things we can expect to see is, as I was uh, referring to earlier with this Rams defense, and um, a unit that is coming together. They're morphing together. And it, it's just going to be a massive until we see it. There's just no way around it. Like, I, I don't even know what a Jake Browning-led offense would look like. And we don't know exactly what Zach wants to do with the Joe Burrow-led offense right now. Right. Trusting to put him in the best position to win, you know, so we really don't know. Um, but I can tell you this it's suspect. So we can win at a lot of levels. Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald, he is going to wreck shit. We all know, right? But the best part, it's only Donald. They got dudes. I'm not gonna act like they have nobody, but an interesting matchup to look at is Jonah Williams against Jonah Williams. No kidding, they got a three. So no fucking way. That is hilarious, bro. And I'll end it on this. We don't need Taylor Swift in the house. We got Ocho in the house tomorrow. So let's fucking win. So like still with the looming uncertainty with Joe Burrow, lots of opportunities to win. It's as big as ever to make this shit happen, man. These unis are going to look sexy as fuck tomorrow. It's going to be a fun-ass game. It's going to be a big game. And no matter what happens tomorrow, whether you win, which is obviously big, so can't underestimate that. A win is huge, okay? We all know that. It's not over, all right? Like, look, guys, Joe Burrow in this team went 12 and 2 to finish the year last year. Arguably 13 and 2 with the Bills game. So, to finish the regular season I meant. So I mean, is anything over with the Joe Burrow being nearly healthy and getting acclimated? 
No, I agree with you. That's why I said, like, if I had anyone else under center, it would be a panic. But you got Joe Burrow, man. Well, uh, that'll probably be it. Appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast, the bonus episode. Um, stay tuned, guys. I think I think the answer will probably come in tomorrow within the Bengals F fall and what they choose to do with Joe. Yes, sir. You kind of broke out there. That's it.